So we're starting the Nine Hertz podcast this week with the amazing uh, Opium Lord, uh, who are sort of releasing a split release with the band Under on APF Records. And this is kind of like a, I don't know, it just feels like fate that they're all doing this together. Um, perfect label for it. Two perfect bands coming together. Two amazing songs. I mean, Opium Lord are one of our favourites, aren't they, Pete, really? Yeah. Um, they've constantly been played on podcasts. They've constantly made it into our end of year lists and they're fantastic live. Um, we can't blow much more smoke up their asses really. Um, they're just great. And th- this is, this is different. I think it's, um, I feel like this one's a bit more bubbling. It's got like a, a bit of an atmosphere to it. Mm. You know, it's, they're, they're, they're a brilliant band and this is a split that makes complete sense when you, even when I first heard it was happening because yeah. You know, both bands are nominally from the UK Doom Underground, but both, if you know them at all, they're known for their innovation and their kind of like disrespect for the conventions of the genre. I mean, Under definitely, you know, Under are known and yeah. like had that crazy sound, but Opium Lord as well, they've always had a lot more to them than, you know, like than meets the eye, you know, with us, almost like kind of shoegaze or post-rock influences buried deep within this really dense sound. I actually, you know, I think they're one of the finest bands our country has produced, you know, this this scene of this era has produced. Um, you know, that, that album, Vore, was a masterpiece in my mind. And, they were, you know, it feels like they dropped off a bit, although obviously we've had the pandemic, so I was stoked at the return, even if it's just for one song for now. And yeah. then you listen to this and it just takes you straight back into why they're so good, that, you know, it's it's heavy it's progressive with it you know like they had um mike shite from yob on the last album you could see why he'd be a fan you know it's just great to have him back and hopefully this is like a precursor for a whole new album yeah i mean vor seems like five minutes ago but it probably isn't it's probably a good few years now um, mm. possibly 2018 maybe i don't know it feels if it, it just feels like a long time ago and like at the same time like two minutes ago so yeah it, i mean it's great to see them back and i think this just makes so much sense um like you say under a, such a daring band um but still kind of bubbling under the surface really like there's not really unless you've seen them um i don't know if many people know of them they're quite sort of um they're not shy by any means but they're, they're very sort of um they've gone under know. the radar haven't they yeah. yeah they have i think i think they kind of um they impress everyone that hears them, but um, maybe they need a bit more attention. So hopefully people will listen to this and uh, uh, go and check out um, the rest of their stuff. I mean, their albums are fantastic. They did a great tape the other week, uh, the other year, actually. Um, that, uh, yeah, I, I give I give plenty of time to that. Um, so, yeah, if you want to hear this, um, you can head to apfrecords.com. It looks like they've done a CD uh, and the um, digital version is quite cheap to buy as well. Um, so, yeah, that was a song called Sherpa. So as ever, it's the Nine Hertz podcast. It's nine amazing tracks that we found via the Metal Underground or submissions this week. So next up, um, this is another return, but like a much, much longer return. So City of Caterpillar are one of the most influential, um, I don't want to say screamo bands, but like scrams or style bands um, from that kind of early 90s era. Quite why they've come back together, you know, 10 or 15 years later is amazing, really. Um but uh, it seems like there was um, maybe more to kind of explore. Um, so for those that don't know, um, uh, Page 99 were quite a big band back in the day. And, and this was a band that they did on the side that was a bit more experimental. Um, bit strange, bit bit odd. They've got a self-titled record that is absolutely 
amazing it's just full of ideas and and rage and just kind of combines the the, the best of that sound from that era to sort of create this very bleak sounding record and and i feel like they've stepped up the production quite a bit for this um there's a new album out uh, called mystic sisters on relapse which is a, a brilliant home for them um and uh, we're gonna play a song called decider pete are you um familiar with this band i know that they get kind of quoted on they used to get quoted on a lot of flyers like oh you know shades of city of caterpillar and right. stuff like that but um not sure no. if that passed you by it has passed me by you know inevitably it's not my style i suppose but it's interesting you know i've, I've learned a lot from what you just said there um you know i've not heard them at all that what i really liked about them i did because you know that musically it's not it's not for my sound but i liked it you know it's not just because it's not for, for me it doesn't mean I, I couldn't tell that this is really good um i like the, the descriptions upon the band camp it says it, it, talking of not wanting people to over dissect them yeah. um which is good for me you know like especially here because i haven't got any expert inferences to offer anyway but um but they talk about it all being about the mood, about it being about raw emotion. And, mm. you know, it's someone that's how I experience music. I, you know, I'm not minded to hear lyrics at all. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's the feel you get, the feel I get from it and how it kind of writes to me completely. So I felt like I had a connection with them then. So yeah, it's really interesting. And it's good to hear that, you know, it's good for me to hear that background because I need to learn more about this stuff as well, you know, and, it it does sound good. Like I say, I can't offer any insight, but I I I, I was I felt like I learned something listening to this. Yeah, I think that one of those bands that people talk about, but you know, beyond that that one record they did, I'm not quite sure what else they did at the time. I do know that they um, played with like a lot of influential bands around that time as well. So, you know, the, I'm talking like um, you know, Planes Mistaken for Stars and. And, and bands like that that are like long gone and and won't be coming back sort of thing. So it's it's amazing to see a band, you know, the first new album in twenty years. That's that's incredible, and to sound this um, exciting and and cutting edge, um, yeah. After all that is is amazing. I mean, I know a few of them played in um, Darkest Hour in, in sort of meantime, which is a, a lot more kind of straight up, but. Um, yeah, by no means does that take away from anything that's on here. So really, really exciting. So if you want to hear this, you can head to cityofcaterpillar.bandcamp.com. I'd urge people to listen to that first record as well, because it's fantastic. Um, but I can't wait to hear the rest of uh, this, Mystic Sisters. Uh, we're going to play the song Decider.
So that was City of Caterpillar with their first album in 20 years back, um, Mystic Sisters. And that's actually out in September. So next up, uh, we've got something altogether more kind of, I don't know, like rough hewn and um, and sort of mysterious, I guess. Uh, a band called Ethereal Tomb, who we might have played on the podcast before, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, this this is kind of um very strange mix of of almost like doom and doom metal but with like this weird stone haze over and really strange production i really like this people i I can't quite explain why (laughs) yeah it's a really weird one (laughs) yes i think that points to 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 what it's what stands out from it really you know it's not you know you can name the genres but you can't nail it you can't stay right it sounds just like this band or anything that's why you know that's why it stands out from all the rest i guess you know, weirdly, it came out a few months ago, and I know I listened to it back then and didn't decide to pick it. And then I, I, I was drawn back to it this week. And I thought, what, the, what was I thinking? Because this is, this, is, <laughs> this is my stuff. You know, I love this shit. This is perfect for me. You know, like you say, it's got, it has got a strange atmosphere to it. It's, it's doomed, but it's, I think, possibly in the, in the kind of repetitive guitars, you know, it gives it a dense trip element and, and a slight slight droney edge you know and that's kind of you know worthy of the the band name and the cover art but then add in those creaking vocals which give it a more depraved sludge feel mm. and then then you know that combination of the raw and the ugly and the ethereal like trance of it that's just that's what pulls you in that's what gets you and like i say this is perfect for me i love it yeah it, it kind of has this um i don't know I can imagine this on like um, like the middle of an all like a really crusty old day in, in a in a sort of back room of a pub in I don't know Nottingham or something, but they're mm. actually from Canada, so um, I hope they're kind of disgusting audiences over there as well. Really, that's that's my hope for this. Um, it's got something nasty to it, hasn't it? It's got like kind of like a not an evil underbelly, but like um, certainly a, a sort of creeping mysterious sound to it and yeah i think it works really well um so yeah the the album's called um the album so the album's actually self-titled uh and it looks like they um they had like a sort of very short release out um sort of in april um really really exciting so uh, the band is ethereal tomb you can find this at etherealtomb.bankup.com uh we're gonna play the song eyes of truth
So that was Ethereal Tomb. So another return on the podcast. We've had two already. Uh, third one, um, Body Void. I mean, every time they release something, we're going to play it because they're so integral to the scene and they're so uniformly brilliant in every single thing that they do that I can't quite believe they they keep surpassing what they've done before. Um. This is incredibly brutal. This is so angry. And I think the um, the EP uh, title kind of sums it up. I mean, they've always kind of railed against authority and politics and human rights, um, sexual rights in particular. And this is even more uh, in that vein. I guess the repealing of the laws in America at the moment um, regarding abortion and, and sort of women's rights is only going to make people angrier and, and, you know, the trans rights thing is, is getting even more of a hot topic. Um, civil war seems to be on the way uh, at points, um, not to get too sort of political with this, but yeah, America seems a complete um, 
you know, us versus them from both sides at the moment, and it's just crazy. Um, so the record is called Burn the Homes of Those Who Seek to Control Our Bodies, which just sums up their attitude and their kind of their deep commitment to this kind of issue. And and you can hear the anger. It's just, it's like something boiling over and the lyrics don't hold back. You know, it's like, it, it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't describe how, how intense this is. I, I don't know if there's much to add to that, Pete. <laughs> well, no, I think, I suppose I'm just going to probably copy, you know, st- stay the same again. I think it's noticeable that, you know, as they've gone on, the titles are, kind of, are becoming more literal. So, yeah. you know, like the, there's no, the last there's book, no pretext here, is there now? No, <laughs> no. And <laughs> last but one album was "You Will Know the Fear You Forced Upon Us," and then mm. you know that that to this, you know, is completely unshrouded of allegory or simile or or mystery. And I think that's because I think that tells you something. It's like it, it has to be spelled out to ensure there is no confusion here. There's no time for it. You know, that, you know, it's like you, you could talk about the US and the fact that it's been dragged back to the 1800s and it's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely depressingly archaic. But then it's not just that, you know, you, you know we're in a, a shitty situation as well yes. in, in the UK. We, you know, we've got a leadership challenge between two right wing nut jobs and that they're going to lead our country. It's, it's, the, the world is in a horrible place at the moment and there's so much to be angry about body void harness that they take fuel from it you know the music is personal it's eviscerating of its targets and i think because of all that it's, it's inevitably going to be extreme they are like you said they're like unequivocal leaders of doom at its extreme uh, you know they, they've got this i was gonna say they've got this formula i don't mean that negative but you know we know what body void sound like and every time it comes out, it sounds alive and absolutely essential listening. You know, you just got to listen to this. It's 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 diabolical at points. It's that kind of you know manic and crazed. But it's ultimately it's just like wonderful music. Yeah, it's it's just so good. Um, I've got friends who are ranting about this who who aren't necessarily into this kind of metal, um, this kind of like heavy music but they're just like absolutely their jaws have just dropped for this one. And I can absolutely see why this is, it sounds like pressure applied to what was already an incredibly heavy and um, desperate sounding band. And um, yeah, I'm I'm astounded by this. It's just so good. Um, So we're going to play the um, uh, sort of opening song of this is burn, Uh, but I'd urge people to go and listen to the other song drown uh, because it's absolutely amazing. So uh, if you want to check this out, and uh, their previous release, um, Bury Me Beneath the Rotting Earth, and uh, their split with um, Keeper, I think it was, um, go to bodyvoid.bandcamp.com. <laughs>
So that was the return of Body Void. Nothing more to be said about that, really. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, probably going to appear on our lists. I can kind of preempt that now. Um, a new band to me and and presumably to you, Pete. Uh, you've picked a band called Malatesta next. Um, this is fantastic. This reminds me of um, the sort of incredibly pissed off hardcore that was coming out of, I don't know, like Iceland in the sort of mid 2000s and um, a lot of kind of raging hardcore from, um, you know, more metallic kind of uh, sort of American hardcore bands. This is fantastic. I mean, I'm quite surprised to hear this kind of thing coming through from you, Pete, but um, I think um, the labels it's coming out on, uh, we're quite sort of familiar with. So like Alerta and Fascista, Plague of Man, Ropal Guillotine um, and Tracing the Maze. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. So it, it seems yeah. to be a, um, a trio and um yeah fantastic just like raw emotional metallic hardcore i love it mm. oh yeah yeah completely completely emotional and i, I, I came across it because some robot guillotine who is just like a ever beautiful label you know that you can always yeah. trust everything to put out and i've noticed on the kind of the picture of the band is that one of them's wearing a morrow t-shirt and that that kind of makes sense as well i guess you know kind of emo crust emo mm. violence whatever they call it but i think ultimately it's punk it's hardcore it's crust it's got like visceral anger it, 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 so much so that it's completely emotionally overwhelming like you say it, it, mm. it, you can't not be affected by that i, I found there's a there's a brilliant line on the Facebook page I saw which was D beat punks honoring your early two thousands back patches. Um, brilliant. Which, yeah, perfect. Per- absolutely perfect. Oh, you know, at least that, they know. That's good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that kind of that, <laughs> well, your nod as well. You know, the left wing politics are all present and correct, which goes hand in hand with this type of music, but still mm. shouldn't be taken for granted and it's brilliant to see. You know, especially there's a lot of kind of pro refugee messages in there. And it's just in every way, this is just music to to invigorate you, to invigorate your soul, to lift you, to empower. And it's just absolutely banging as a result. Yeah, looks like they're on tour in October as well. So I'm sure that'll be amazing. They've got a record release show on that as well. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this will get a lot out of it as well. Um, so we're going to play the song. I'm going to like um, apologise for my pronunciation. G- German is not my strong suit. Uh, Schneerauschen. Um, and uh, the record's called Untertag. Um, and uh, yeah, you can get this at malatestapunk.bandcamp.com. So we think to this. <laughs>
Okay, so that was Malatesta. Absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, next up, we've got the return again, another return uh, of a band called Mamalik. Uh, now, we played a song uh, back in 2020 off the record Come and See. And um, I think we were commenting on just how strange and unhinged this was. Um, they sort of did a remaster of one of their old albums last year, um, but their new record, Diner Coffee, has come out. And I find it even more disturbing and strange and just off kilter um, that I had to play it. I, I love the whole thing. I, I would have played every single track off this. But um, yeah, I mean, what, what do you make of it? I mean, they, they sort of say like they're two anonymous brothers making this very strange music together. Um, yeah, it, it's it's odd, isn't it? Um, but in a, in a delightful way. It yeah, it kind of makes sense, I suppose, that they're brothers. In that, it's so weirdly personal. I feel at times it's so strange that it has to be personal. You know, it almost feels, you know, you'd understand if it's a solo thing, it'd be hard for like four kind of, you know, different people to be to create such music. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. In general, I, I didn't know what to make of this at all. It's that weird. It's got that creepy voiced narrator over low jazz you know, intro, and then it goes into grunted noise rock mess. You know, like, yeah. if it were, you know, like if you compared to City of Caterpillar before, which, you know, which state it's all about the emotion and not to be overthought. It feels like Marmalade have gone the other way. It's heavily stylized and conceptual. <laughs> so yeah. that it sounds like the intricate details of someone's inner thoughts and dreams, like I said, and it's like public viewing into private spaces. And then, this, you know, with this congealed collaboration of, of metallic and hardcore sounds being the like the the portal into that it's just mm. this it's just its own world of strange and i i, I didn't dislike it but i just had it i was a, I was a slightly uncomfortable list to it yeah i think there's possibly um references here to twin peaks i think the the cover um to the record and, and the title um maybe suggest that uncanny weirdness that you get with um you know lynch stuff um and it certainly kind of follows a path that you I don't think you're even meant to understand. Um, I think it's just presented as this strange, twisted art project, and I love that for it. And I, I think Come and See had, like, sort of shades of black metal on it, as I seem to remember. So, yeah, to hear something this strange, um, like, come out of it is amazing. What I do love about this is there is a picture of two um, sort of young boys, which I presume are the brothers as, as kids, um, and it's just this, like, sepia-toned kind of... Um, scratched photograph absolutely love it uh, it just adds to the mystery of all this so yeah if you want to hear the uh, record here uh, it's out on uh, a label called the flenser uh, and you can get it at mamalik.bandcamp.com uh, we're going to play the song boiler room
So that was the delightfully strange Mameleek. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant there. Um, so next up, um, it's a band called Early Moods, who I have not come across before, and I'm absolutely amazed I haven't, to be honest, because this is absolutely brilliant. Nothing at all what I imagined it might be. So, you know, on the surface, you've got a brilliant sort of metal band uh, with shades of stoner, shades of like trad kind of heavy metal, I guess. But then there's like bits in there which sound death-like. There's bits in there that are deeply experimental, really weird. Um, How did you find this one, Pete? Because I I think it's brilliant. Mm. It's on uh, Riding Easy Records, who are excellent everything they do. Yeah. Um, and you know that alone is going to get me excited for a record. But then add in, you know, just the kind of the retro vibes you get from the even just from like the black and white cover art of of just a picture of the band, which takes you back. You know, especially when they've got and and honestly, we never talk about like kind of personal attributes, but they have got the best set of hair on that picture. It's it's unbelievable. Some epic mustaches as well. Yeah. It is. It's it's incredible. Um, but then most of all, you know, that, that promise you can kind of, you know, I think, I, I don't know if we got sent this, but you can see it in, in, um, in, in wherever it's written about on the band camp and so on. It's, it's like promises of trad doom and of classic metal and of new wave of British heavy metal, all of that. And, and, and it's not wrong, you know, it's like, but, but it's more than like, as you say, it, it kind of eschews the majority of influences modern doom has taken even since, since the turn of the century, I guess. You know, as yeah. it delves back further into trouble and which find a general, even cathedral, I heard bits of. Yeah. And and it's it feels strange to say of something that harks back to such a bygone era, but it sounds so refreshing as a result, because yeah. so few do that now. Um, but mainly because it's just done so well, you know, the galloping riffs, the like the, the spirit of Saint Vitus ever present, just the whole thing's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I was sat at a desk at work listening to this, and I, I kind of wished I was driving really fast in a car with the windows down. It was that kind of album, mm. it was just so full of energy, and I kept just thinking, like, how much more can they fit in? There's, there's so much going on here, and it's so well mm. done. Um, yeah, I'm very taken with this, as you can probably tell. So, um, yeah, <laughs> really, really exciting. Um, so we're going to play the song Live to Suffer, but I, I'd urge people to go and listen to this uh, this whole record, this self-titled record. Um, so, like we say, it's on Riding Easy Records, but you can also find it at earlymoods.bandcamp.com. <laughs>
So that was Early Moods. Next up, uh, we've got like a band that seemed to have been around forever. I, I mean, I remember this band playing like all dayers back in like 2005, 2006, um, always with like Hey Colossus and Lords and, and bands like that. Uh, Johnson Family Records, um, I think, put out something years ago. Um, and yet yeah, they're just like one of those kind of the name's just been around for ages and I've, I've never given them uh, kind of much time before. I'm an idiot, clearly, because this is brilliant. Um, I'm Being Good, um, who are from London. Um, they are deeply strange. Um, it's got kind of the best bits of post-metal, the best bits of like odd noise rock, the best bits of, you know, um, 90s guitar bands, all rolled into this really strange, um, unnerving kind of little uh, like ball of, I don't know, weirdness. And um I love this record. I, I could have played any song of this and um, yeah, wrong speed of putting it out. So um, it's just perfect. Um, Pete, I, I mean, I know we kind of um, crossed into these kind of all days and, and kind of that kind of strange kind of scene that was going on at the same time as what we were doing in the sort of mid two thousands, but mm. I, I'm gutted. We never found this band at the time. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I, I, think i know the name but again similarly naive and yet I, I think completely from the same place and and further to that i heard this because it's on wrong speed you know before we swapped our songs for this week's picks and i would have chosen chosen something of this because you know similarly going how how have i not been into this band before especially when you read you know the kind of the eulogy the description given by um the label how that kind of how they've influenced so many bands in this country and you can hear it, you know you completely yeah absolutely. get that <laughs> Um, you know, I've, I'll, some of the reviews on the band are, are kind of spot on. Stuart Lee has reviewed them, and when one of the kind yes. of national papers describes it, I know he's a fan. Yeah. yeah, delirious woozy guitars over tightly wound angular art rock foundations, and well, I suppose for one, you know, who are we to argue with Stuart Lee? And two, he's bang on. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And, and then one of the other ones describes it as a record of exhaustion. And while I'm just reading out other people's reviews at the moment on a podcast where we essentially review things and I acknowledge that, it, I, I can't get away from that. I got that. that. As soon as I read that, I understood it. I felt it. And yeah, or maybe because of, I don't know, because it, 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 it's a record that has, it just seems to expend so much energy across each track. Maybe they just kind of, it just, it, it, that's the reflection of it. It's just this, this sound that takes its toll in, you in, a, in a brilliant way, you know, like, you've been absorbed by it and you've been spat out. I, I, I was slightly surprised by this. I surprised myself in how much I really got into this. And like you say, not just this track, the whole record. Yeah. It's just absolutely brilliant. I think the only band I could possibly compare it to, and I don't know if they'll just hate this, um, but it's build pump, like the, the weirdness and the, the sort mm. of the tightness yeah. of it. Um, but also it's, it's got its own kind of, it, it treads its own path and it's just so strange. Um, very kind of um quintessentially british in a weird way as well so yeah i i, I love everything about this um so if you want to hear this um you can buy it on uh, i think there's the vinyl's actually sold out um at wrong speed records but if you want to get this uh, digitally uh, you can go to imbeinggood.bandcamp.com uh, we're going to play the song ultra smell
okay, from the sort of esoteric strangeness of I'm being good. Uh, we're returning to a band we've played quite a lot of um, in the last few years, uh, Non-Servium from France. Um, now, this is a collective that kind of create this very um, experimental and varied kind of music, and every release they put out sounds completely different from the last. Uh, this is no different. This is um, it, it feels like a fever dream. It feels like you're trapped in some sort of weird sex dungeon listening to this. Um, the uh, the last track on this features uh, members of Agrophobia Nosebleed, which is a perfect matchup, I think. Um, Pete, I mean, this band keep astounding us, don't they? They keep like putting out stuff that just astounds as well as confuses. And I think yes. um, this is another example and people yeah. need to listen to them. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, there's a lot to like about them. Just the, the you know, the, the mashing up of sounds which wouldn't normally go together gets me listening to music I wouldn't listen to. You know, the, the activist, left-wing politics, you know, which you, if you follow them at all, you'll notice. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I like following, I like kind of being surprised by them, which you are, which is a guarantee with every music, everything they put out. You know, this track... They, I think they pre-released this like maybe a couple of months ago, you know, in lead up to mm. the album. And I liked it and I thought, you know, I want to play this, but I waited for the album because I think they've, you know, they've proven in, in the short space of time, really, it's only a couple of years, I think they've been around to be a special band, you know, creators of these artistic projects. And, you know, I wanted to consider it as a whole before kind of, you know, before playing it. Um, it, it feels like a culmination of, of all the different elements if they've kind of, you know portrayed before you know like that first album which had you know that kind of strange black metal wizardry of liturgy and and the likes you know and then uh, they had that mini album called work which was had all the strange electronica and even trip hop on it mm. this oh, feels yeah. like an amalg amalgamation of that into this co coherent whole um and you know like it, 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 you know therefore you think you, you would you kind of get it, but it still completely takes you by surprise. Like I say, it's it's got unusual approaches. There's these, you know, harsh industrial elements in this. There's gabber beats, you know, lighter mm. moments that bounce along, on, you know, throughout that, which just throw you. It's just, you know, it's a, there's a sense of wonder about them, and it's great to have them around. Yeah, I mean, they've taken influences from everywhere, from, like you say, gabber and black metal and sludge and everything. Um, even like library music and like music concrete, it's so strange. It's like a collage of all, all of their collective influences put into this one big melting pot and it comes out as this ugly hole. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so they, they call this a mini album, but it, it's so packed that I, I think you could possibly count this as a full release, really. Um, so it's called We Are Nothing But Your Krill and uh, we're going to play the song Oh My Whale. Uh, there's a video for this as well, so go and check that out. We'll see you next week. Yeah. 